You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. I'm going to speak on the spirit of freedom. Um, so I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 18. So this is one of the letters that Paul wrote, and he writes this. Whenever, whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And the, and the key verse is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I just want to unpack this verse um, a bit. It's interesting, that's, uh, it's the, it's in a couple of sentences, it mentions the Lord um, several times. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of times there. The Lord, and the word, is the same as master. Um, same word they would use as the master of a slave. But it says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, not slavery. Seems a bit odd. But when we submit to the Lord, the Spirit, we have freedom. But it talks about a veil. So what the veil does, it partially obscures your vision. Not completely, otherwise brides would be bashing into the, the pews as they walk up the aisle. But it obscures your vision. Um, what, what is that? Um, but it's a, it's, if you look at the verses previous, it, it says this. Their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. That sounds a bit complicated, but what it means is uh, the, old, uh, the Old Testament, religion basically, even religious Christianity, you can kind of get an image of God, but it's like a veil, it's obscure. But when anybody comes to Christ, so when this lady received Christ into her heart, a veil was taken, and she could see more clearly. We don't see as clear as we will do one day, but we see more clearly when we come to Christ than we did. So when we become a Christian, three things happen. Many things happen. But three things happen when we come to Christ. The veil is taken away, and we suddenly see God more clearly. Secondly, we receive the Holy Spirit. And because we have the Holy Spirit with us, we are where the Spirit of the Lord is, and there is freedom. So if you are a Christian, you've received Christ, you've come into a realm of freedom. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And thirdly, we are transformed. It says we are being transformed into his image. That's the image of, of God. But it's a, a process. It says, um, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. So there's this process of being transformed into the image of God, and therefore a process of coming into freedom. And when we're like Jesus, we'll be totally free. Jesus was completely free. Amen? What are we free from? We are, by the Holy Spirit, free from many things. I could say we're free from sin, because the Bible says, through Christ Jesus, 
The law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So we are freed from sin, the power of sin. We are freed from the power of the law. When we're, when we're led by the Spirit, we're not under the law. That's a life of living by rules and regulations. We live by the Spirit. But what I want to really focus on is that we are free from fear. It says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. God wants us to be free from fear. And I want to include in that anxiety, worry. Uh, God wants us to live free from that. I'd like to say that I spent many years of life living in fear. But God has released me from that. But what I actually can say is slightly different. I spent many years of my life living in fear, but God by his spirit is still working on me to release me from fear. It's a process. Anybody has no fear of anything? Or worries? Anybody? No? I guess we all have some fear. Now, there's two types of fear. There's a good fear. If a lion walked in here now, we would rightly be fearful. That's natural and normal and is good because we would then, in fear, run away. As long as I can get in front of you, I'm safe. (laughs) But there's lots of fears that are not normal and not healthy. And just a quick think about some of the things I have feared, worried about in my life. Firstly, fear of loss. Fear of loss of health, loss of life, loss of money, losing my home. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of not being clever enough. Fear of not being a good enough father, a good enough husband. Fear of not being able to provide. Fear of being poor. A fear of getting lost. I don't know whether anybody else has that. I, I had for a long time this fear of getting lost. When I went to big school, when I was 11, my classroom was hut four. So there was four huts around this little playground, and my, play, my, hut was hut, my classroom was hut four. And that was a massive school. And at the other end of the school was the, the, um, uh, the tuck shop. In my first year... I never went to that end of the school because I thought I would get lost. I, I never. And I don't know whether anybody else had that fear. And I'd lived in this little area. I, went to, I did go to classes, by the way. But I, I knew where I, I went, went, and I always would go with other people in case I got to the classroom and I was the only one there. I had this fear of getting lost. A few years ago, we did get lost as a family in Sao Paulo. Uh, how we got lost is, is a mystery, but we were, it was three o'clock in the morning, uh, and we were in the car, Adriana was driving, my mother-in-law was there, and the two girls were babies in the back seat, and we got lost. All we knew was we were going to Auntie Maria's house in São Paulo. São Paulo is one of the biggest cities in the world. 
And the most common name for an auntie in Sao Paulo is Maria. <laughs> but God helped us and we got there. That's a different story. I should never be, I learned a few things. A, make sure you've got a mobile phone. Make sure you've got Google Maps. But I also learned, if you get it wrong and don't do that, God has got you. God has got you. I had this fear of getting lost. Uh, I did get lost once uh, before that when I was young. And uh, I think that reinforced the fear. I also had uh, fear of failure. And so I would say that I don't think fear controlled my life absolutely, but it certainly limited my life. And when we look at the Bible, there are many promises that we can get hold of that help us. So God, the Bible says that God is Jehovah Jireh, God who provides. Is that the right one? Thank you. God who provides. So we don't need to fear hunger or poverty because God is our provider. So we need to feed ourselves uh, the word of God. Also says in Isaiah 51, 41 verse 10, fear not for I am with you. That's the biggest thing uh, against fear for me. And so we have the word of God to uh, deliver us from fear. But going back to that verse, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. There's two ways we could approach being released from fear. We could rebuke fear and cast it out and throw that spirit away and stand against it. But I think what we need to do is receive more and more the spirit of power and of love and sound mind, which are the antidotes to fear. And so... I just want to quickly say uh, about power, love, and a sound mind. And then I want to pray. Power. God has given us a spirit of power. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus promised this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And he said you'll have uh, power to be witnesses like Adriana was last Sunday. She had an ability. Now I think of power as doing miracles, healing people, the magic stuff. That's not the right word, but I mean the spectacular stuff. But another word for power is ability. God gives ability to do the everyday stuff. So if you're fearful of new situations, God gives you power to overcome that fear and, and, and cope in those situations. So if, if you, I think most people are nervous, anxious, or even fearful about various situations. You have your area you feel comfortable in, but there's certain areas you feel nervous or fear, even fearful about. It might be uh, going into certain situations with certain people where you feel kind of intimidated. Anybody experienced that? But God can give us ability to overcome that fear. And it's not by doing a miracle. It's not by doing um, uh, healing people. It's by God's power or his ability to overcome that fear. And so how do we do that? I mean, I was going to read a whole load of scriptures to prove that I'm right or prove this scripture. But 
I think the point is God gives us a spirit of power, a spirit of ability, and we need to lean into that. One of the prayers about power is in Ephesians. It's one of my favorite prayers, and I'm going to read this. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And I read that because it nicely segues into the next point, that God gives us a spirit of love. God loves us utterly. And when we're convinced of that love, fear will be driven away. The Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. The only perfect love is the love of God. If we understood that perfectly, that alone would, would remove our fear. Let's say, to get to know that love really deep in your heart. I suggest, if you weren't here yesterday, listen up on Facebook. It was a fantastic session. If you weren't here, you did miss out, but you didn't miss out forever. God will teach you his perfect love that overcomes fear. It was, it was, it was quite heavy, uh, a long session. And, um, but I'll, I'll just a quick testimony of myself. They, he talked about um, how how the way we were parented can affect the way that we, we perceive God and receive his love. And so he said, uh, talked about the passive parent, and uh, my dad was passive. He said, if you had, has this gone off? No. No? Okay, if, you, if, your, if your father or mother was passive and didn't teach you to do things, the passive parent doesn't teach you, so you never know when you've got something right or wrong, and that takes away your confidence in pursuing, uh, I think is it pursuing uh, life with full vigour. And I thought, that just hit me. That is my experience. Uh, and I thought, well, I'm stuffed then, aren't I? But, that's, but he kept quoting, uh, it says in the Psalms, I think, if my mother or my father forsake me, God will lift me up. God will make up the difference. And then he quoted later in Hebrews, it says that God the Father brought Jesus into the world. He didn't just send him, he brought him into the world. God the Father accompanied Jesus into the world. And as we were praying, God spoke to me and said, when you were born, I came, I brought you into the world. In all those situations where your father and mother lacked, I was with you. And that just took it away from me. It was a revelation that kind of healed some of the stuff of the past. But I want to say God is working in you to establish the knowledge of your love by his spirit. His spirit is working you in you to help you know God's perfect love, which can't be known except by his revelation. Romans 8 says this. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. We are God's children. And the spirit working in you tells you that and takes away your fear because you are 
uh, have a spirit of sonship, not a slave, not a fear. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. But we need to know that but the, deeply in our heart. But the good news is God gives us a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. So just to talk about sound mind, have you ever got worried because you played out in your mind a scenario that hasn't happened yet? Anybody ever done that? And it never goes well in your mind. Am I the only one? Anybody else? Oh, yeah. So somebody, you know, might somebody say, oh, so-and-so wants to see you. I thought, oh, my word. <laughs> what are they upset about? What have I done wrong? Yeah. Oh, was it that? Did I look at them funny? Or did I not look at them? Maybe. Didn't I say hello? Or did I say, and they thought it was strange. And, and of course, there's that and that. And, oh, how am I going to get through this? And you play it out. And you're fearing this. This person is going to meet you, and it's going to be terrible. And then, and then finally, you are there, and you steal yourself and you say, "Hi, oh, you wanted to see me?" And they said, "Oh yeah, can I borrow your electric drill?" <laughs> yeah. Anything else? No, just that. You think all that, all that, just for my electric drill? How dare you! <laughs> That is not sound thinking. That's ridiculous thinking, and we all do it. Well, most of us do it. Maybe you don't. I do it. And so you get worked at you in this fear because your, your thinking is not sound. Do you know what I think? Mental health issues these days are a massive problem. And from some, you know, so many of us struggle. Lockdown was terrible. Uh, at times I thought, I'm going mad. It's, it just was horrible. But God gives us a spirit of a sound mind. But we've got to cooperate with this spirit of power, love, and sound mind. And feed that spirit and receive that spirit rather than the spirit of fear. I think that's the antidote to fear, rather than saying, fear be gone. We can say that. But I think we need to receive this spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Uh, one way to cooperate with sound thinking is uh, Romans 12 2. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect will. The focus there for me is is, is there a problem with this, Mike? Do I need to change? Okay that we need to be uh, transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need to transform our mind, which will transform our whole being uh, by the power of the Spirit. And the best way to do it is to read the Bible. To read the Bible, it tells you what to, what to believe about yourself. It tells you what God thinks about you. Um, and another thing I would say is one of the best things to do is to praise God, to worship God, read the Psalms, because it's truth of God about God, God's rescue of us. In Psalm 34, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. God is on, on your side. When we call on him, he comes. And uh, you know, sometimes we think, well, will he come or will he not? Read the Psalms. Listen to music that talks about this because it's truth 
that will give us a sound way of thinking. But again, it's this word transformed. It's a process. Going back to the first verse, we are transformed uh, from one degree of, degree of glory to the next. It's a process. I loved it yesterday that, that um, uh, Wes said that in the beginning, God commanded the light. He says, let there be light. That sounds quite polite. Let there be. I give you permission. But actually, the sense of it is light be. Land be. See, he commanded it into being. But when he formed us, when he formed man, he says he, he took the dust and formed man in his own image. And what the verse at the beginning said is that he is transforming us. We've lost a bit of the perfection of the image of God. He's transforming us again back into the image of Christ. But it's a process from one degree, degree of glory to the next. He's in that process. And so when we're like Jesus, we will live with no fear. Once we're perfected in power, love, and sound thinking. So we need to nurture power, love, and sound thinking. Now what I want to do is, I'll ask you a question. Do you believe, can we get that verse up, the the 1 Timothy verse? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Do you believe that to be true? Yeah, because the word of God is true. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. That's the, that's the present tense. God is giving us... So God is giving us this spirit of power, love, and sound mind. If we believe that's true, then what we've got to do is receive it. I could say lots of things that we do to to cooperate with God. But I want to say is that it is a gift that God gives. And so we need to say, yeah, I believe that's what you're giving me. I want to receive that gift. Power love sound mind and so i just want to pray and i want to say if you if you know what you need if you know that there's situations you are fearful of and you need ability power to go into that situation without fear then that's what you want to ask god for if you know you really struggle with the love of god really knowing that god loves you ask god to give you spirit of love if you struggle with your thinking, you struggle in your mind going over scenarios and that cause you fear or whatever that causes you mind to fear, then that's what you need to ask God for. So I'm going to pray. And uh, can we stand? Just want you to us to respond. I'm going to pray. And then if you want to receive further prayer, I'd invite you to come to the front and there'll be people to pray for you to pray for more of this. So, Father, thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given us and do give us a spirit of power and a spirit of love and a spirit of a sound mind. I thank you, Holy Spirit. That is your nature. You are powerful. You are loving. You are sound thinking. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you you come to us. 
Father, you say, uh, Jesus, you said that your Father will not give us a, a stone when we ask for bread. If we ask for the Holy Spirit, you will give us your Holy Spirit. So here we are, Lord. Here we are saying, give us your Holy Spirit. Give us more of power, love, and sound mind that we can grow more like you and grow less fearful. In Jesus' name.